Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're in week two of our I Can Relate series. We talk about relationships every year. There's a really good reason that we talk about relationships every year. Because relationships are the most important thing in our lives. Yeah? Yeah, they are. There is no greater treasure in life than in having fulfilling relationships. That's the pinnacle of life, really. When you get to the end of your life, the things that you will consider to be your greatest treasures will not be your accomplishments. It won't be your awards. It will not be your wealth because you won't take it with you and your children will spend it all on what you don't want them to spend it on. Who knows? They will fritter away. It won't be your possessions. That favourite pair of shoes. Can't take it with you. For my husband, it would be his guitars and his watches. He loves those things. It's all about our relationships. You know, in our church, we talk about relationships in week three of Next Steps, which is next week, and it's belong. It's all about belonging in our church and how that happens. So if you haven't been to that, I'd love you to do that next week. If it's our relationships that matter the most, it would make sense that we spend the majority of our life investing in our relationships above everything else. So we spend a year, a month, a year every month. <laughs> Who's listening? We spend a month every year talking about relationships. Relationships with God, with others. Because... Matthew 22 says this, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbour as yourself. God, others, ourselves. It's all connected. And we're talking about it today. So, your relationships are supposed to bless you, challenge you, enrich you, sharpen you and build you. Occasionally they'll break your heart. But that's okay, because Jesus will make it better. We learned last week that our relationships work better. Paul preached a fabulous message on being peacemakers, not peacekeepers. And there is a difference. I am more of a peacemaker than a peacekeeper. I've had to learn to be a peacekeeper. Sometimes we have to go there in our relationships and not put things off or sweep things under the carpet. We have to go there and say, now I'm going to make peace and not just pretend everything's okay. So if you didn't hear that message, jump on the podcast because it's a great one to hear. It's very, very, very good. Today I want to talk about something that every relationship struggles with at one time or another. Every single relationship has to learn to negotiate and manage expectations. Who's found that? Aha. Every relationship suffers if expectations are not managed because we all have expectations. You have expectations of me, 
I have expectations of you. We have expectations of God. When people get married, they exchange wedding vows. It used to be that we'd all say the same thing. These days, people make up their vows, which is beautiful. Love it. The most well-known vows are in sickness and in health. For richer, for poorer. Forsaking all others. Heard those before? It's really easy to say those beautiful words on a beautiful day when you're in love. But when you have in sickness, in a marriage, and you have one spouse that is sick and sick and sick and sick, and that's not what you expected, it's pretty hard. And you have to manage some expectation. Some people spend all of their life wanting to get married and don't realise that once they get married, they actually have to spend most of their life staying married. (laughs) It's a little bit easier to get married than to stay married. Maybe. Expectations. Every relationship has them. You may have a child that is born with a disability. That was not what you expected. Expectations. I know a, a lady we did Bible college with many years ago in Sydney who has four grown children and her expectation is that all of her four grown children will live very close to her with their children. <laughs> Expectations. And one of them dared to take herself and her grandchild to Melbourne. I mean, seriously. Shouldn't happen. Let's look at an example. We've got two examples today from the Word of God to do with relationships and expectations. Luke 10. Now, they were travelling along and he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word, but Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Here is an expectation. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. Mary had an expectation that her sister should help her in the kitchen. Does anyone have that expectation? (laughs) Frustration or pain or disappointment can be defined as the gap between what you expect and what you experience. You're expecting this, but you experience that. And you may feel disappointed, you may feel frustrated, and you may experience pain in that space. I feel frustrated, personally, when I expect fast internet and I experience, oh, far out. 
not slow internet. For heaven's sake, why won't that page refresh? When I was a girl, we had dial-up. When I was a girl, we had nothing, actually, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. We had World Book Encyclopedia, baby. (laughs) That was it. For some people, when their expectation reaches a level where their experience frustrates them or it disappoints them, this is how they respond. They lower their expectation to the level of their experience. And then they become hopeless and negative and cynical. Well, I guess I was never meant to be happy. I was never meant to be married. I was never meant to be healthy or have any money. And it's really just, it's self-protection, self-preservation. Some people say they are hoping for the best but expecting the worst. Don't be like that. I refuse to live that way because we limit We can limit our life simply by our expectation. God prepares a table before us. And some of us can't even see it, but some of us just refuse to partake of it. No, that can't be for me. It's for you. Your experience may have told you different, but I want to tell you from the Word of God, it is for you. Everything Jesus accomplished on the cross is for you. Everything. So don't lower your expectation. Don't live with less than God's best for you. I want to suggest to you today that instead of bringing our expectation down to the level of our experience, we allow God to get into that space and help us to sort out and manage our expectations. In the story I just read, we see a disappointed expectation. Martha's disappointed because she expected her sister to help her. Now, look, that's, this is not the worst expectation in life, right? You can say, Martha, get over it. There are worse expectations. Divorce. I got married expecting that I would be married forever. A health issue. I never expected that the doctor would call me into his office or her office and say, I'm really sorry to tell you, but... I never expected that the people who were supposed to protect me actually abused me. These are real, hard, horrible things. I expected that God would heal that disease, but that loved one passed away. So this story we're looking at today, it isn't the worst thing that could ever happen, but it's very practical. And Jesus has a lesson to teach not only to Martha, but also to us. What did Martha do with her expectation? The first thing she did, which is really important, and some people never do it, is she expressed it. Yeah. Well done, Martha. Maybe there is conflict in your relationship because you have an expectation of someone that you've never told them. It's not fair 
to me for you to expect something that I don't know. Now, when we got married, and for all of our marriage, my husband has never had a problem, those of you that know him, in expressing his expectation. He is quite happy to tell me. I was at the opposite end of the equation because I was like young. And we had to work on that. And he would sit there. He was so patient, mostly. Come on, honey. I can't read your mind. But, no, I really need you to tell me. Express your expectation. At least she said it. At least she took it to the right person. She took it to Jesus. Jesus, will you do something about this situation? Have you done that? Jesus, will you do something about this situation, about this person, about this circumstance? I need you. Some of you wouldn't say anything. You'd just start banging pots and pans around in the kitchen. Chopping really hard. Throwing the carrots. We used to camp when our kids were little. That's when I still camped. Don't do that anymore. And we had these, this is confessions right now. We had these uh, people, I don't know what it is about some campers, but they stay up till 3am with their cards and beer and whatever. And we had little kids and we had earplugs in and the music's going. So when our kids got up at 6, you just go for it, baby. You just make as much noise. <laughs> they were young, they wouldn't have heard them anyway, but it made me feel better. What's that got to do with it? Nothing. But <laughs> that's that banging around in the kitchen. If I'm awake, you're going to be awake. Martha didn't do that. She stopped and said, this isn't right, and she took it to Jesus. People give Martha a bad rap. I love Martha. I love Mary. I'm both. I think we should be both. Look at this. Luke 10.38. A woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. You know, without Martha, Mary wouldn't have had anywhere to sit at Jesus' feet. If Martha didn't open her home and do some work, Jesus, Jesus wouldn't have a home-cooked meal. But do you know what happened when Martha took her expectation of Mary to Jesus? He started, and this is what happens. He started speaking to Martha and showing her that mm, maybe, maybe her expectations were a little mixed My expectations are mixed up. Maybe I'm blaming them for all those things. And maybe, just maybe, it's not all about them. Maybe others are getting blamed for issues on the inside of me. And maybe my relationships aren't thriving because everybody else is always to blame. Ouch, that's not very nice, is it? If it's always someone else's fault, if there is something wrong with everybody else, if no one gets it but you, 
if everyone thinks I'm annoying, if every job I've ever had in the last five years has ended in termination, if the last ten churches I left, it might not be their fault. It might not be the job, it might not be the other person if the common denominator is me. See, Martha went to Jesus and she was expecting him to agree with her, but he had a different solution. And you know what? Now she wasn't so happy that she brought Jesus into the argument. Maybe. If they would just, if they would just, Martha, Martha, Martha. The problem isn't Mary, Martha. I appreciate you cooking for me, but, you know, I'm pretty good with loaves and fish. I can whip something up because I'm the son of God. I didn't come here because I need food. I came here because I want to be with you. Maybe, just maybe today, you are living under the weight of expectations that you think God has put on you, making him a fabulous meal every day. And he never has. That's not his expectation. And that is fueling and feeding unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of other people in your life. Everyone has to work as hard as you. And if they're not, then they're not pulling their weight and they're not living up to that and you can have all sorts of things but it's actually coming from inside of you it's not external it's internal that was Martha's issue it wasn't external it was internal what if you just asked Jesus what is it that you want from me you may have been a Christian for 100 years but you're living in the wrong expectations about God. What if you just said, Jesus, what is it that you want from me? What if you just dropped all of your preconceived ideas about what he wants and just asked him to show you? This beautiful scripture in Psalm 62 says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. It's not my thought about what he wants. It's my, it comes from him. Maybe he wants to this morning to impart a new expectation to you. Maybe when you, you know what he really wants from you, which is to be with you, to love you, to grow you. Maybe then your expectations of others will resemble his heart. Because when my heart understands what he wants, I am so much better at serving, at loving, at championing other people. That's the first story. The second story is also about Martha. We have expectations of others. Others have expectations of us. But you know what? We also have expectations of God. And some of you here today, you, are, you feel let down. You feel disappointed. 
Martha is our main character again. This is a different situation. Her brother Lazarus died. And Jesus is late. They called for him. He waited. He didn't come when they called deliberately. And he arrives late and Martha's expectation has not been met. This is what she says in John 11. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. If only you had been here. If only you'd come when I called. If only you had answered. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the loss of a loved one. Maybe it was something else, a, a financial loss that you stepped out into, believing it was going to be a great thing and it was a loss. Maybe it was a sickness. Maybe you were retrenched unfairly. And you asked God, you said, God, come on. Maybe it's abuse. Maybe your marriage broke down. You know, what Martha was really saying to Jesus at that point was, Lord, if you had done what I wanted, this would not have happened. If you had done what I wanted you to do, it wouldn't have happened. Has anyone ever said that to God? A couple of you are being honest. I have. Yes, sir, I have. I've been there. When our 20-year-old, 22-year-old boy was diagnosed with spina bifida, you know, Paul and I, we were believing with all of our hearts that he would be born 100% healed. And when he wasn't, Lord, if you had done what I wanted you to do, I wouldn't be disappointed right now. And the very one who was supposed to always be there And let me tell you, he was there. (laughs) But life does not always work out the way that we think. Do you know what I love about this lady? I love that she follows that verse. If you had only done what I wanted you to do, this would not have happened. With the next verse. What comes out of her mouth next is absolutely beautiful. She says, but even now... But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. I mean, that is absolutely beautiful. She didn't go, Lord, if you, if you don't end up what I wanted, and so I'm out of here. She didn't do that. She said, but even now I'm leaning in. But even now I know that I'm, gonna have, I'm choosing to have faith in you. Even now, despite... The fact that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I am choosing to trust in you. What a woman. Even in all the loss and the pain and the unmet expectation and all the mess, even now I know that God is still God and he can work this out. Maybe not in the way I was hoping. He didn't work it out in the way I was hoping. But I was willing, eventually. It took me a while, I admit it. I was willing to put my trust in him again. So I want to ask you this morning, do you have an even now and a lean in? Or have you had a, yeah, no, I'm out of here. 
You didn't do it, God. It's unmet. Are you willing to trust him? See, I was, as I was praying yesterday, this verse came to my mind. It's Isaiah 40. I'm just reading a part of it. Some of you need to put your name in this little space where it says, Oh, Jacob, you need to put your name in there because this is how you feel. How can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? You feel that? Oh, Israel, how can you say that God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? He's the everlasting God. He's the creator of the earth and, you know, he never grows weary or weak and no one can, under, can measure the depths of his understanding. That means we can't. We can't. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless and even youths become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But here it is. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Are you willing? Are you willing? With all the unmet, with all the... To lean in. Because trusting God, I'm here to tell you, is the strongest place you'll ever be. It, can, it feels like the weakest at times because you've got nothing to hold on to but Him. But I tell you what, it's the strongest foundation you'll ever stand on is trusting God. Are you willing to trust his love for you and his plan for you, even if it's not what you expected? Are you willing to surrender your unmet expectation to him? See, maybe for you this morning, it's not about unmet expectation with God. It's about the people in your world. And you're really struggling. It could be in your marriage a teenager, a parent, you're unemployed, finances, things are not what you expected. Do you know I believe God brought you here today so that he could raise and resurrect your hope. Don't lower your expectations. Maybe he just wants to replace them for some of you. He's saying, would you take those expectations off those people, but they cannot carry them. It's too much for them. But do you know what? My shoulders are big enough and broad enough. Can you put them onto me? Cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you. And He knows exactly what's going on in your world. And He is strong enough to hold your expectation you bring them to him this morning. Lord Jesus, I pray. I pray, God, for those that have unmet expectation. Lord, that they would have an even now moment. Even now, I'm choosing to trust in you. Lord Jesus, would you give new expectations to those who need Father, just to know 
what your expectation is of them. Would you lift their heads, God? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, let our expectation be from you, I pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.